Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hi, this is the bad boy, Joey Chanel, and you're listening to the Going In Raw podcast. Joey Janelle always goes in. This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Going In Raw. Hey everyone, Kenny Omega here. In case you didn't know, we have an awesome kick butt show called Stephen Larson's Going In Raw, and they're going to be supporting AEW every week amongst many other things. Goodbye and smooch. Good night. Bye bang. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you can be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson, available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, over on the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson, much like the newest AEW signee, Miro Day, who can also be found at the Twitch at whatever his Twitch channel is. Miro, something uh, or other. To be Miro. That's his, is that that's what it is? Twitter to be handle. Miro? You that's can watch handle. and play FIFA. It's Miro Twitch or Twitch Miro or something like that on Twitch, I think. Well, hey, you know what? He's if he the, was on, I could look it up. But he's the best man, Miro. I called this last week. Here, let's before we get started here. Miro Twitch, that's what it is. Miro I've got Twitch. I've got the audio from last week. Let's go ahead and review this really quick because this is great stuff here. Uh, audio warning to people listening to headphones. I don't know how loud this is going to be, but we're going to give it a shot. I honestly don't know. Oh, look, it's oh, it's Honest- not even playing right here. It should be oh, Miro. Man, yeah, you can hear. You don't need to debut him as a top guy. Debut him as the best man. No, I wouldn't be into that. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't. There we go. There we go. I called it last week. I'm the king of predictions. Larson, give my titles back. That doesn't work that way. <laughs> You're right. So, Miro debuted during the, the best man Kip Sabian segment last week, as we just heard. You said, yeah, I wouldn't be into that. Uh, what are your thoughts on his first promo? Uh, well, that's a different question whether I'm into it. I mean, he cut the the somewhat typical uh, embittered ex WWE talent promo. Uh, you know, hey, kiss my ass, Vince. Uh, I don't need your glass ceiling, your imaginary brass ring. Uh, and but you know, it's Miro. He's charming as all get out. Uh, I've been a Miro fan pretty much since day one. Um, that being said, I, I'm happy he's at AEW. I hope he gets every opportunity, especially uh, considering that regardless of what he's done, he's always gotten himself over. Mm-hmm. Uh, still not really into him being uh, Kip's heavy, essentially, right now. I'm sure the dynamic will change. Um, but I just feel like someone of his talents, of his notoriety, of his popularity, can maybe be used in a more high-profile position immediately. Now, I know AEW has a tendency to bring someone in like Lance Archer, that's kind of been the template. They bring someone in, uh, have him go on a run, face a main eventer, and lose. So if the idea is they're starting Miro lower down the card, build him up to a main eventer, okay, I'll wait and see how it plays out. But I feel like there's a middle ground where he can come in with a, a, like a high-impact storyline or something that gets people excited and talking about it. Him being Kip Sabian's uh, best man, no, really isn't that. Well, yeah, but the best man. He's the best best again. No, hey. I, li- I like the best man thing. And, I, and what I like about it is the same syllables as, as Rusev Day. So mm-hmm. I mentioned be able to chant the best man. The, the best, best man. man. Uh, while I uh, sort of uh, uh, basically piggyback what you're saying, because I kind of agree with you, because uh, you plug in and plug out, because I did notice yes. the poppy. I meant to mention that in the pre-show stuff. Um, yeah, I, I see, here's the thing that I like. You, you nailed it right on the head. AEW, they, they want to... They should be careful about following the same pattern. Brody Lee, I think they actually did. They they have done a they've done a really good job bringing Brody Lee back around to where he's at right now. Where when they first brought him in as the exalted one, it was 
What? Yeah, I was Larson. Ask something. I don't. Oh, I, Larson, I, go I, ahead, please. I wonder. I wonder if he was even initially supposed to get that title shot against Mox shortly after they debuted, or if they had to change things up because pandemic and maybe like Pack was supposed to get that spot or something, mm-hmm. but he couldn't travel. Mm-hmm. You know, because st- the way that was rushed and came together in like two weeks, I kind of feel like that might not have initially been in the card. So I, I, I'm not going to hold that thing against Bernie Lee because I think that was like a last minute thing they had to do to get Mox title match at a, whatever the February pay-per-view was. That's it. That's all I had to say. Revolution, I think. Yes. Well, I mean, Carry your, on, sorry. Your, your point is sound. I mean, I have, I have no idea if that's the case, um, but still we had that. And then now, you know, he, he they, they ran a really great angle with him and Cody to get him the TNT title. I thought what happened tonight with him and Dustin was pretty great. Um, but yeah, you bring in you bring in these big guys. Yes, Larson, one last time, and then I'm going to talk. Uh, our Lopez Ortiz says, yeah, Mox said that wasn't the plan recently. So I just want to get make sure that got in there. Okay. Regardless, that's what we got. So they bring in these big guys, and they get their shot, and then they get, you know, hung back. Um I like I like that this is this is was not expected pretty much by anybody but me and I was half joking. Um Miro is as we've seen in the WWE, he's nothing if not versatile. He does serious, he does terrorizing, he does comedy. He does them all very well. And so to bring him in, I wouldn't be shocked if he well number 1 AEW's really good at AEW's really good and it's going to be interesting to see how this works with Kingston and his crew because That might be a challenge. They're really good at bringing people together and making the most out of the union. I mean, that you—this is nowhere better seen than the Dark Order, where you see Dark Order has worked really well. This thing Eddie's doing is—it's—it's—it's bound to fall apart and fall fall apart and uh, badly. Most of the factions, most of the factions in AEW are greater than the sum of their parts. That one might actually be the the like extreme opposite, um, but I don't know. I'm willing to see how it plays out. The promo was a bit Impact 2017, you know, like uh, yeah. uh, 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 what's his face, Aaron Aaron Steven, Dar- uh, Damian Sandow came in Impact, mm-hmm. cut that promo. We've seen that from Ken Anderson. He came into Impact, cut that promo years earlier. Um, it, it is very much sort of the, but hopefully, hopefully, this is it. That's where it stops, and then he moves forward as opposed to talking about because everybody look, man. I mean, that's that's rule number one. You leave uh, 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 WWE, you go on Talk Is Jericho. They're probably taping that right now, by the way. Talk Is Jericho with Miro. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you do that, and then you move on. So far, AEW has been, and even I was I was not huge on the initial, like the very first Brody Lee thing with the Vince McMahon thing was great. Then I cooled on him. Now I love the guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Same could be said uh, with FTR. When they came in, they just seemed like they were two dudes who were pretty good wrestlers. With what I saw from them at All Out, and then the first big chunk of tonight anyways, I thought the end was kind of goofy. Of tonight, I thought their promo was fantastic. How he was saying, yeah. we're not going to let you a know, comedy act run the division was I great. I wondered at the time when they debuted, and they were just kind of like normal dudes. If that was the plan, that was like, hey, you know, hey, we're not... We're just normal, a couple of normal guys yeah, it would rolling seem to be. into AEW just because, mm-hmm. hey, we, you know, Young Buck stuff, you know, we like you guys. We don't, but we like you. Mm-hmm. So we're just here to we're just here to wrestle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I kind of felt like, you know, as the weeks got on, the layers would be revealed. And yeah, they were going to be heels all along. And that's what that's what what it was. Mm-hmm. So I guess, you know, it, it, it might not have been the most seamless transition, but I guess that was the story they were trying to tell. They, but I mean, by and large, like they get the most. So the, like the the one the one act that I can say besides uh, the Kingston crew, but who knows that they're still very early in what their whatever yeah, story they're telling. What deals with that? The one act I can say that has been kind of short shrift, although this thing with the best friends that isn't ending, I kind of like it not to end because we get to see more of it is Santana Ortiz in the in the inner circle. But a guy like Hager, look, man, I never expected Hager to come in and be anything better than he was in WWE. I wasn't a big fan of his in WWE, and I like how they use him in AEW. I, I mean, that one match he had with Mox was terrible, but I like yeah. that he's he's like a heavy with some personality for the, for Jericho and for the inner circle. Mm-hmm. I think by and large, like the people who are put into factions, they use really well. 
if and I think that Kip Sabian, I think Penelope Ford both have a lot of talent that they just haven't figured out yet. And mm-hmm. maybe this is part of that. If you can enhance everybody, if you can turn Kip Sabian into a guy who's at the level of Darby Allen and Ricky Starks at the same time, you're building Miro into a main eventer. You know, all you have to do is he doesn't lose. You know, that's all you got to do. His character, his persona can be. I mean, this might be a loose analogy, but like AEW's Big E. You don't want mm-hmm. Big E to change his jovial personality, and you want to see him as the champion. I do, mm-hmm. too. Miro mm-hmm. can be kind of the same thing. He's got all the different characteristics, and yeah. he can work his way up to the top. I, I Oh, definitely. I'm, I'm not suggesting he comes in and attacks Moxley or anything like that. I just want him to be involved in something that feels important, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's all. All right, well, fantasy book it really quick. Between all, all out or, or all out or this week, like I would not have wanted him to come in the battle royal and win that because no, 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 then he no, just no, no, gets the title that's, shot. That's, yeah, and then he'll lose to Mox. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. That's what I'm saying. I don't want anything like that. I mean, nothing really comes to mind offhand. Mm-hmm. Um, but just something, I don't know. It doesn't have to be involved with anything going on now. Just something that feels weighty. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's it. That's it. AEW, they have the benefit of the doubt for me. Like I'm willing to see. I mean that that's the thing more than anything. One of the AEW, they might do some things that were like, ah, oh, I don't, I wouldn't have done it that way. But one thing you can't say is that they've got a seventy-four-year-old man, you know, yeah. and his whims shooting good ideas down. I mean, that's yeah. not to dog WWE, but generally when they have good ideas, half of the time they work, and half of the time they're shot down by Vince. It'd be great if, like, most of the time they worked, you know. So. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're going to let him run with what he, you know, the only thing is, will Miro be motivated uh, or is he too happy on Twitch? That was the one weird thing that I noticed on Twitter. I saw in sort of the wrestling Twitter verse was, well, does, you know, Miro's promo, is he going to be checked out? Is he going to be happy to be there? He seems really happy on Twitch. I don't know. I I hope that he's going to, I mean, you know, I'm I'm assuming he's there. He seemed happy to be there. He was trying to get the crowd fired up. He's there. You know, yeah. so if he didn't want to wrestle. You know, I know he said that he was going to uh, retire from wrestling and just be a content creator, which I took with a grain of salt. Um, but I mean, like the 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 upside of working with AEW is you work a day a week. Mm, yeah. And yeah, then he, he can spend the rest of his week streaming and he can film more content for his Twitch channel there if he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Beans from the East says, I wish he went to New Japan. I kind of don't. I didn't. I never saw him in, in New Japan. There was nothing about. Uh, there is nothing about his wrestling that screamed to me, man, this guy should be in the G1. There are tons of people in the WWE that'll be like, holy crap, I want to see this guy in the G1. Like Buddy Murphy, mm-hmm. I want to see him in the G1. Seth Rollins, yeah, that's that never going to happen, but I'd like to see him in the G1. Miro, he was never the guy. Like I, his, his wrestling was serviceable. I'm sure he can put on good matches if he has quality opponents. Um, but for me, it was, his, it was his personality, it was his character work. You know, yeah. That did it for me. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, you know, we we we've heard, and we've seen in the past instances of of wrestlers who have worked for WWE who have worked their style, that after they left, it's like, where was this this whole time? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, not that that's necessarily the expectation, but I guess that's the hope mm-hmm. that once you leave WWE, once you leave their particular way of doing things, that maybe we'll see more of them as an in-ring performer. If nothing else. If nothing else, you know, you know where this could have fit in better for him had he debuted in the Matt Cardona spot, except they gave, they made him like the centerpiece of mm-hmm. that brief coalition to take on and avenge Cody mm-hmm. and actually had him talk a bunch and have him be the centerpiece. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it had to be Dustin because it's his brother. Mm-hmm. But I mean, because Cardona literally hasn't cut a promo yet in AEW. He wasn't no, he on said tonight. One um, he said one sentence <laughs> in that video package. That's right. Uh, so otherwise, I'll be honest. But I thought AEW Dynamite tonight. I thought they were. It it felt like a, a, a victory lap episode that for a pay per view that probably should have been more well received than All Out. I thought they had a lot of uh, uh, swagger to their step tonight. I thought it was a fun episode. It was um, a fun show. Which is great considering that All Out was not the most well-received show uh, on the planet from like, the general. And that's even beyond the, the Matt Hardy stuff. I mean, I saw a bit of criticism for the show. Uh, you know, a lot of people said it kind of it kind of uh, bogged down, seemed a little long. 
Um, you know, people were critical of it. A lot of people said this is the worst that it was the worst pay per view uh, AEW had ever done. Has, I don't know if I go that far. Has a uh, has well, okay. Here's the thing: AEW set a high bar. They have. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's not terrible to say this is the worst pay per view they've done. I mean, maybe you can look at a was it like Fighter Fest last year when they yeah. had that goofy match with the in the pool or whatever. Um, but I think I was on the kickoff, anyways. Um, has WWE? I mean, this is sort of a different question. WWE's kind of uh, they've they've changed. They've sort of changed the game with their two and a half hour pay per views, haven't they? Three hour pay per views, like going They're four crazy. hours these by. days. Yeah, I know, going four hours, five hours with the the kickoff show. That's a lot to sit through. If you have a hot crowd that's palpable, I mean, like you can do it. It's it's a, mm-hmm. palatable. Sorry, not palatable. It's palatable with like a hot crowd because you feel like you're part of the thing. Mm-hmm. But if you're if it's just like a five hour long dynamite, yeah, it's uh-uh. kind of a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Well, let's get into this. There are some some interesting story developments. Uh, kicked off with uh, I I missed the very beginning of this, but it's it's Tony interviewing either Jericho or MJF, and the other one steps in. So MJF is 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 going to Jericho and say, like, "Hey, you know, man, it's a shame that he had to get in the ring with Orange Cassidy. It's criminal that you lost to him twice." He says, "Hey, you know what? I promise you, you're gonna get your AEW title back. I guarantee it." And he's like, "I believe in you." And Jericho says to MJF, "I believe in you too." They're about to shake hands, ah, bump elbows. Mm-hmm. They walk away and they do uh, uh, side by side mm-hmm. a shot split of them. screen, yeah, split screen, and they each say, "What a loser!" It was very. Uh, so I wonder if they're they're laying the groundwork for Jericho, MJF in the near future. I'd be cool with that. I'd be really cool with that. That'd be that'd be rad. I've said that MJF reminds me of Jericho in '97. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a pretty high praise. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Uh, hopefully, uh, MJF hears that. Hopefully, he's listening. <laughs> and doesn't think we're disrespecting a main event. Uh, we have to read the book, Max. <laughs> Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. So next, the first match was Jurassic Express versus Lucha Brothers. This match was fine and all. I still understand why Penta uh, hit his own brother with a Canadian Destroyer accidentally. Don't get how that happens. I didn't... uh... I didn't. I, I didn't even write down that in the notes because I was so confused. I like. I sort of saw the finish. Like I saw, like you know, uh, Jungle Boy kicked out of the assist uh, package driver thing. Yeah, he kicked out of the Lucha Brothers finish. <laughs> he did. He did. There. You know. There. He that that kid's about to get a big push because that was that was ridiculous. Um, and then I just have written down here, Jungle, because I sort of, I was like, oh, wow, that was crazy. I wrote, I, I started typing it down. And then I look over and I see, I'm like, did Penta just give his brother a Canadian destroyer? Yeah. So I think the idea was that it was going to be for Jungle Boy. Jungle yeah. Boy escaped. But I mean, did Penta just like run at him with his eyes closed? That's what I was assuming. I was, because it seemed like it happened really, really fast. I don't like did Penta was Penta running at Jungle Boy from behind and he just no. ended up You mean was Penta, was Penta running backwards? <laughs> no no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Was Phoenix <laughs> no, I... running at Jungle Boy from behind and then Jungle Boy got out of the way? Well, yeah, Phoenix was behind Jungle Boy when Jungle Boy moved, but nonetheless, I mean like if you're running toward Jungle Boy and you see him move and you see your brother standing there, like you don't have to go through the motion of going through with Canadian Destroyer. You know what I mean? Okay, I'm sort of playing it back in my periphery now. Yeah, in my peripheral memory banks. Yeah. Uh, because it's one thing to run. Like, if he's doing a shoulder tackle or something, okay, you can't stop your It's in the moment. Cool. Dude, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The Canadian Destroyer is such a rad move. It is. If you're, if you're initiating it in your head, there's no stopping it. There's no stopping it. I don't care if it's your own mom coming at you. There's no override, huh? Nope. You drop her right on her head. Uh, so anyways, Goodness. yeah. <laughs> Jungle Boy rolls up uh, uh, Phoenix to get the win. Uh, and, of course, Phoenix, none too happy about getting dropped on his head by his brother. <laughs> yeah. They start arguing, uh, butchering the blade run in. They're trying to make some peace. Kingston's in, too. He's like, all right, you guys done. Stop it. 
He's, and he says, uh, I'm there for you. Uh, what do you say? Where's that British guy? Where's that little, yeah, where's that little British, where's your little British friend? Where's yeah. your wife talking about Allie to uh, the yeah. Blade? To the Blade, um, yeah. He's he like, says, what happened at the Battle Royal? There's five of us. What happened? Anyways, this went on way too long. And he's like, y'all need to shake hands. Eventually they do. He had his team building exercise. And then in the very end, he says, don't think I forgot. I was never eliminated from the Battle Royal. I wonder if that bit was... Uh, just him going off script. Maybe. I did like, though, the first time he tried to get him to shake hands, Penta mm -mm, pushes Phoenix. I hope. I like Lucha Brothers as a team. AEW is not doing anything with them. Break them up. Let them go on singles runs uh, because then maybe they'll actually utilize them. I wonder if they're allowed to break them up. Like, if AAA keeps them as a tag team and they're like, I mean, they, they might consider AEW canon. Well, know. they have to because Kenny was their champion. Um, so I don't well, know. If, I think he still is. <laughs> Have they really? That hasn't mm -hmm. changed. Mm -mm. Oh, wow. Anyways. I think he's supposed to defend the title at triple mania. Oh, well, yeah. So after that, we have a Jake Roberts promo with Lance Archer. Uh, and Jake said, I had no doubt, uh, that Lance was going to win. He walked out the winner because that's what they came for. Uh, he says the Mox is there. The trash cars were there to trash people. He says, like, they're out in the rain, and uh, Jake was getting wet. He said, Mox, you're going to get wet when we have our match. You're going to piss yourself when Lance gets a hold of you. Lance talks. He says, Mox, you've had time to prepare in the past, but that's all going to come to an end. He'll be champ because in the end, everybody dies. Jake looked infinitely more comfortable with the nice rain coming down because yeah. every week he has to be in that place, and it's just 100, and 100 plus degrees of humidity. And he's just sweating up a storm oh, so uncomfortable. Dude, it was probably 90 degrees and raining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, what would you think about Lance Archer's promo there? I thought that I thought it was pretty intense. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was short to the point. He shakes a lot. It was effective. Yeah. He knows how to deliver his tagline. Yeah, I know. I like that. Everybody dies. That's good stuff. Uh, anyways, after that, uh, is this one the Matt Hardy promo happened after yeah, that? Okay, yeah. I was in and out of my room for a bit. Um, anyways, Matt Hardy comes down. This was the best. This was the best because he had Rebby right there, right there, making sure he ain't leaving her sight. So he basically says, I suffered a really bad fall. I have been receiving nothing but love and support since then. Uh, I'm happy to tell you that after a myriad of tests, I'm expected to make a hundred percent full recovery. He says, "I uh, he says I know what my shirt says uh, that I'm the 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 baddest man alive. I will take being the luckiest man alive." Look, everybody, there's my wife. She had a mask on, so you couldn't see, but those eyes were like. Oh, that was You're totally coming ready. home with me. <laughs> you are not sticking around here. I would love to have been a fly on the wall. I don't know if Tony's there, but to be a fly on the wall backstage. Woo! Whatever conversation that might have happened between the two of them. Yep. So, uh, anyways, he's going to rest up. Uh, he wants to be champion. He Didn't he say something about he isn't quite all the way cleared yet? Yeah, he said he's not cleared yet. He ain't cleared by his wife. Man. She was like, you're coming home. You're grounded. You're grounded. We saw on national TV, Larson, a, a man being grounded by his wife. Yeah, he did. Well, he did. He also didn't address any specifics. Mm -mm. He asked no, him. he About is the nature of whatever. What are you going to do? Suffered from Larson. What would you do? You got your boss, the guy signing your checks, saying you're fine. You got your wife, the woman you got to go home to, the woman that you're. You uh, go out there and you thank the fans for their <laughs> for their support. That's what you do. That's exactly what you do. Right answer. Oh man. Yeah, Tony. I gotta go home. I'll be back at some point. I think. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, so after that, we had uh, Angelico versus Orange Cassidy. It was a pretty short match. And I, I forgot how Rob Bob Angelico is. That dude is oh, a yeah, he's, he's really tall and lanky. Super yeah. tall. Hello there, Orange Cassidy. Uh, uh, it was fun enough while it lasted, although uh, it what didn't last very long. Uh, Angelico was doing some submission stuff early. Orange Cassidy was getting out of it, uh, except for one move. Uh, Orange, though, gets to the ropes. Ducks a charge from Angelico, goes on a run, Superman punch, gets the win. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then uh, Jack Evans gets on the stage, and Cassie's about to put his hands in the pockets when he's laid out from behind by XLAX. 
they start beating him down. Best friends come to the ring, make the save. Uh, Chuck drops a promo, calls XILAX ding dongs. <laughs> yeah. And says, uh, You want to attack uh, us from behind? You, you destroyed Trent's mom's van. Uh, how about we just meet in the parking lot next week? And then Trent says, You could shove the apologies we asked for up both your, up asses. your ass. Yeah. Next week, they're coming to hurt them and make his mama proud. Yep. Yeah, it was good. Trent doesn't really talk a whole lot. When he does, it's good. Yeah, when he does, it's good. Uh, after that, uh, so I stole these from your notes because I missed it the first time, but I saw the replay on it because um, I left really quick to get some mac and cheese. Uh, Alex Marvez, fathead, goes to interview the Young Bucks. Uh, he knocks on their locker room door, no answer. Uh, then the door opens. They super kick him and then slam the door. The rude Young Bucks are still rude, Larson. Still super rude, still man. very rude. Very, very rude. Uh, they would be fined $5,000 a piece. Yes. For that act of violence. Yeah. After that, Kip Sabian comes to the ring to announce the best man. So he gets in the ring, tells Tony to leave. Says everybody wants to know. He's been inundated with questions, especially on his Twitch. I believe he plugs it with the URL. Mm-hmm. Everybody <laughs> wants to be his best man. But who is it? I'm going to get to it. He introduces his best man. Out walks a dude named Puff. Puff. Mikey Omega uh, knows who Puff is. He texted me. He was like, oh, man, I'm so Puff is there. I was like, I don't know who Puff is. But then he, I, I think he, he he linked his Twitter account on one of the on, on Twitter. Oh, I looked right. at it. He's a wrestler. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and so anyways, uh, Kip's like, hey, I, pre- I appreciate you, Puff. You subbed to my Twitch channel. That's why I said you're the best, but not the best man. Mm-hmm. Tell us in the leaf. Mm-hmm. He tries to introduce again. This time, Brian Pillman Jr. walks out. This was hilarious because Pillman Jr. is a stud. He'd be anybody's best best man. I would love to have had him as my best man. I had, of course, Big Jeff. You were my second. Um, but uh, Pillman comes out and Kip says, "No, basically, stop stalking me. We're not even your. your we're not even friends." And uh, something like your birthday because it wasn't like his birthday yesterday it or something. His birthday, yeah, yeah. 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 I like I like they said no 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 you, I I texted you you're the best comma, comma man, man not you're the best man yeah. so he does introduce introductions again and it's Miro he hits the ring hugs Kip gets the crowd all hype takes the mic the uh, crowd's chanting Miro day and the Miro says it's been it was ten years in the same house with the same glass ceiling with an imaginary brass ring you could take that brass ring and shove it up your ass my name is Miro an elite recognizes elite he says to kip i love you i will be your best man he is the best man he's the best gamer on twitch he devours people uh, every night on in aew and again he says my name is miro and i am all elite mm-hmm. and if you look at a dude if you look at his uh all uh, uh miro the the best man is all elite picture Got a shirt off. He's jacked. He's freaking oh, he intense. Great, man. He's intense. I'm sure we're going to get plenty of intensity. I don't think he's going to be just comedy angle guy here for Kip Sabian. I wonder if he's even going to, if if Miro's even going to be friends with Kip past this initial angle. You know what I mean? Yeah, he could know. turn on him. Who knows? Um, Zondo here in chat says, am I the only one who feels like Pillman was too big for this? I think Pillman is still signed with MLW. And so that I mean, it seems like he's just sort of hanging out at AEW, waiting to see if what's going to happen with all that. <laughs> exactly. He's like, so MJF. Remember how you were uh, signed with uh, MLW, and uh, but then you worked here. Then you weren't. <laughs> and then you worked here. That's kind. It kind of feels that way. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. can't really do anything with him. So when he does this kind of stuff, there's a reason for that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next, I thought this was really good. Tony interviews Hangman Page. Uh, at first, Tony asks, you know, how are you doing? And uh, Page says, you know, I'm having a hard time getting back to 100% between the match and the humidity. Uh, but I'm all right. Tony says, all right, don't give me any of those canned wrestler answers. How are you feeling? And then Page says, you know, there were fans at All Out, not a bunch, but some. And, and you could see the look on their faces, but I couldn't hear them. Um, he says, it seemed like everybody was holding their breath because it seemed inevitable that he and Kenny would fall apart and lose the titles. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so he's kind of, and he starts to take the blame for it. And then he says, Kenny was right. The Young Bucks are the best. They should have won the gauntlet match. It was his fault they didn't. He said he got suckered by FTR because they walk like him and talk like the him. But 
he says, from head to toe, I feel like I'm full of poison. And he, he and then he's asked, well, where do you go? Where do you and Kenny go next? And he said, well, we've had a lot of problems, but also a lot of victories. And despite everything, they've been the tag champs. So this is their toughest test. But like all the others, they'll get through it too and reclaim the tag titles. We'll talk about Kenny's interview later with JR, where he struck a very different tone. Oh, big time. Yeah, this is going to be huge. This is great. This this performance from Paige was great. The one thing that I didn't notice, and it's the biggest thing. Did he have a drink with him? Yes, he did. He did? Okay. All yes. right. That's interesting. Um, so, yeah, I thought this was really good. I thought that the, uh, like, this is a very, very minor point. I feel like the presentation could have made it a little bit more. It could have punctuated his performance a bit more if they went if they had the equipment and the the setting to in the lighting rig to like go yeah. in for like really good close-ups on him. I yeah, thought yeah, that yeah. this could have been a much more powerful piece. Sometimes the framing works um, or helps things out. I thought he was great in this. I thought mm-hmm. this was really really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's weird. Sometimes sometimes. AEW, like the, all the MJF campaign stuff looked great. Yeah. It all looked really, really good. And then sometimes they'll film this stuff and it'll look like Impact. Wasn't this like the, the light kind of bluish? It, it was very blue. It was like too yeah. blue. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe that, that's that's to represent uh, Paige's state of mind. He's blue. He's sad. Yeah, but keep it to the background. Don't let it leak all over him. Yeah, no. Anyways, next we had uh, Inner Circle members Chris Jericho and Jake Hager taking on Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss. This was mm-hmm. a fun match. Mm-hmm. This is interesting. Hmm. Uh, Hugh Long, have you said at the start he made sure to make the 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 drink out of frame? Hmm. And then he said uh, Frenzy Five Four said he added the start and offered a drink to Tony. Okay, I, I missed that part. Yeah. Um, so, uh, anyways, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, Jericho Hager versus uh, Joey Janelle and Sunny Kiss. Yeah, it was really fun. Sunny Kiss was a blast in this match. Oh, I know he's great. Like yeah. the 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 little bit of offense he had. Where he was just going back and forth to Jericho. It was a really brutal match. It was, I mean, was it like a no DQ? Was Street yeah, Fight? Yeah, no what DQ. Is okay. Yeah, yeah, no DQ. So uh, uh, Janela got taken out of the match after Hager uh, dumped him through a table off the stage. Mm-hmm. That was a pretty crazy spot. Um, mm-hmm. And then after that, Sonny Kiss just he, uh, a, fl- a fun splash to both of them. Um, just, I think, a bunch of kicks uh, to the corners for both of them. Mm-hmm. Eventually, uh, uh, he goes up top. Uh, and uh, to to execute a move on Hager, Jericho gets the fire extinguisher out, uh, shoots at it. Sunny Hager uh, drops him with a huge Uranagi yeah. and gets three on that. But yeah, it was a really fun match. I got a question for you: If this is a no DQ tag match, why are they worrying about tagging in and out? Uh, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Should this be a tornado tag match? Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't actually notice any tagging happening. I didn't. Well, there, yeah. I just watched all the big. I'm sure you're right. I just noticed all the big spots. I was like, oh my god, that's rough. That spot that the, Sunny did, where with the splits and stuff, that was great. That was that's always great. When uh, uh, Janella whacked Jericho on the back with a chair, he did not pull on that. That was rough. And then when Jericho gave it back, he like really did, went really light on on Joey. Hmm. I think probably because he knew he was about to go through a table off the stage. Anyways, Jericho had a promo afterwards. Uh, what did he say here, Larson? Uh, he pretty much said that he and Hager are going to uh, get into the tag division. That was pretty much it. Said it was a bad night for the inner circle at All Out. That's in the past. Tonight's all about the future. New tag team, Jericho and Hager, going to build up some wins, impress the suits, get a shot at those tag titles. So you take one thrown together tag team out of the division. Add another one. Yeah. Uh, after that, uh, MJF uh, fires his entire staff. This was good. Yeah, this was. I thought this was really good stuff. Um, and then confronted Wardlow uh, in a really, really fantastic moment. In case MJF is uh, watching this, uh, basically says, "You're great, uh, Max. <laughs> you're great, Max. Top guy you are." Uh, basically says, uh, "You know who signs your checks around here? It's not Tony Khan. It's me." He says, "Anybody else after what happened?" My match against Mox would have fired you. I'm your only friend around here. You need to get it together. And if you don't, I'm going to have you and your whole family out on the street. Now is the time to get back on top where we belong. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, it was, it was really great good stuff. Uh, next, Mox promo. This was fine. Um, he says, you know, I did, as if I didn't have enough on my plate Saturday, I see that Archer wins the Battle Royal. 
Um, he realizes things are not going to get easier, but they're not supposed to be. There's no shortcuts around here. As we learned Saturday, the only way to be champ is to crawl through crap, which is what he did to become champ. And then climb a mountain after it. Yeah. Uh, he said he might as well. Again, there's a wood chipper reference. It's like three weeks in a row someone's used the word wood chipper. I didn't even notice it this time. That's, uh, that's what he said. He might as well, I might as well be going into a wood chipper against Archer. <laughs> but he says he feels like he's feeling unstoppable. Doesn't see Archer as a monster. He sees him as a man. And he says when this belt is on the line, here's the one question you got to ask yourself. Do you want to bet against Mox? You want to bet against me? Yeah. Okay. Uh, after that, uh, FTR with Tully uh, have their championship celebration with Cake and uh, all all the other, not all the other tag teams, but most of the other tag teams. The Young Bucks were not there, of course. Uh, yeah. Surrounding uh, the ring, uh, we had Private Party, uh, the Gun Club, Jurassic uh, Express. Jurassic Express were there. Uh, anyways, Tully. SCU. SCU was there. SCU was there. Uh, Tully kicked things off talking about Fear of the Revelation. He was like, let me take you back. It was 115 degrees of humidity in here. And he basically just goes ahead and, and recaps all out. Says, in the 31st minute, these guys, blah, 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 one, two, three. Uh, They're the best. Cash and Dax each get a chance on the mic. Uh, but it was Dax who really just started laying into everybody. He's like, we're the top guys. He starts addressing the others. He's like, Billy. Just because you're in some second-rate Hall of Fame doesn't put you and your son at the head of the line of the tag division. Jurassic Express, they'd already run down Private Party for a second. Uh, but SCU, I thought the stuff against, uh, that he said about SCU was great. It's like, hey, it was a dream wrestling. You guys it would have been even better if you had been in your prime 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. That was uh, good. And they call Jurassic Express a comedy act. He says, you have a shot against us next week, but it's not for the titles. If you beat us, maybe you can get a title shot, but don't think we're going to let a comedy act run this division. Uh, at that point, Luchasaurus gets pissed off. He gets in the ring. Uh, they sort of uh, are like, hey, we're not here to fight. And uh, I think uh, Cash throws some like napkins at his face or something. Uh, Jungle Boy tries to attack them from the top. They evade. Luchasaurus grabs them for a double choke slam, but they're able to get out of that. And then as they're sort of collecting themselves on the outside, uh, Marco grabs their ice cooler, dumps all the ice on them, makes them look like fools, and then they all enjoy uh, a couple pieces of cake. Yeah. Uh, next, Taz comes out to the commentary table. Does a brief recap of what happened at All Out with Darby Allen. He says, oh, I'm hearing something backstage. Darby Allen is here. Cue Darby Allen's music. Again, it's Ricky Starks. And Ricky, you know, mocking Darby, goes, oh, it's finally happened. I'm finally injured. I dislocated my pinky and got thumbtacks in my foot. Now I can't skateboard with my friends. <laughs> yeah. Then he cuts a really great promo. He says, mm. uh, Darby, are you relentless or are you just reckless? There's a reason nobody wants to tag with you. No one talks to you backstage, and it's why you're home right now. Blah, blah, blah. Next time you come here, I'm going to beat your ass. I hope he does. Yeah, I love Ricky Starks. Relentless. Yeah, relentlessly, yeah. He's absolutely terrific, man. I freaking yeah, love Ricky he's Starks. Great. He's, he's great. great. Uh, next, we got Ty Conti taking on Nyla Rose. Um, this was a good match. Yeah, solid stuff. Um, I really thought Ty was starting to improve quite a bit in NXT, especially she learned or found a way to really incorporate uh, her martial arts background into her wrestling. Mm -hmm. And especially, I feel like, especially when when she needs to do something impactful, mm -hmm. it always looks really good. Like the jumping knee she had early on looked yeah. great. Yeah. So she used that to take control. So, I mean, the, it was basically she had a little bit of offense in this. Uh, that was mostly, I think, in the picture in picture. Yeah. She yeah. took over on the outside with a knee strike. You're right. It did look good. Uh, she got a fun splash on the inside for two before the commercial was over, though. Uh, Nyla had control again. Ty goes for a sunset flip. Nyla countered with a power bomb, I think. Ty got an arm bar in, and then uh, Nyla Rose countered that with a sit-down power bomb. Um, mm -hmm. So, uh, so yeah, and that got her three. Yeah, and Vicky had a promo afterwards say, saying, they are the vicious vixens there to make a statement. Not going anywhere. Uh, Nyla tries to powerbomb Ty again. Sheeta runs out with kendo stick to make the save. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, so at that point, that's when commentary, I think it was during this match, they were so confused. So they mentioned the thing about the Young Bucks getting fined for $5,000. Yes. And they're like, also, uh, we're going to have some breaking news from Cody after the show. And then JR said, do you hear that? Coming up right now, breaking news. 
And then he was like, yeah, after the show, it's going to happen. Okay, yeah. we got breaking news right now from Cody. But then also, later on, they were not sure when next week's episode was actually going to air. Yeah, well, is it, it all It all depends on the playoffs. The playoffs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that makes sense. I mean, you know. Oh, I understand that. But it, it, was, it was one of those things where they started announcing the matches for next week. It was like, oh, by the way, we have to explain when the show might air and why yeah no you're, you're right they they threw a lot of information because they were like and they got it It was like it was like uh you know coming up uh so this is after the kenny interview but they're like october 14th it's our anniversary show mox versus lance archer that's the title fight but next week we've got the parking lot fight between uh no it was next week we've got thunder rosa versus East for the nwa women's title while it showed the card of the parking lot fight and yeah. then they did the opposite. It was a, it was just a mess. And they yeah, rattled off like five different matches that are happening next week, which yeah. is great to know these things. But then all of a sudden they start talking about like it's going to be on Friday or it's going to be on Thursday. Maybe it's on or Wednesday. Wednesday. And by the way, this match we're announcing with all the other matches happening next week isn't happening for a month. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. A lot to throw at you. Anyways, before all that, though, uh, <laughs> JR interviews Kenny Omega. This was really good, too. Uh, JR says to him, it's been an interesting few days. How have you processed what went down? And Kenny was like, you know, I was a champ. Now I'm not. What do you want from That's me? The business. You win belts, you lose belts. It's just part of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, he's asked about his relationship with Paige. He says, yeah, we had chemistry. That held them together. There was magic, uh, which is why he couldn't say no. He felt like it was what he was, he meant, he was meant to do in AEW. Mm-hmm. And he mentions the expectations that were placed upon him upon the birth of AEW. Everybody expected him to be the first champ, to be the ace of the company. He lost direction, though. Then he found Paige. He found a purpose and thought, Maybe there's more to Kenny than just being champion. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. And then he gets to to JR asks the next question. What's next? And Kenny says, you know, AEW has such a deep tag division. So to get to that level that they had to get to, to dig that deep. Um, and he says, the part that I learned about Hangman is the part I don't like. And he says, if, if Paige is hoping for a rematch to keep the team alive, I feel like he's got to make, he'd be better off making other plans. Uh, Kenny says, there are other things he wants to do. He gave a year to the tag division. He's going to go back to singles competition and give people what they thought they were getting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Yeah, no, it was really good. It was... Uh... Yeah, yeah, it was good stuff. Um, how soon do you think Kenny's going to be taking that title off Mox? Because that's how this is going to play out. Yeah, 
That's totally how this is. I mean, I could see, I could see double or nothing being one. Page, you know, Page is fighting. What is it next week? He's got Cass. Cass. Cesarian. That should totally be a win for Page. But what if it's not? Oh, I fully, I kind of expect Kazarian to, to win that match. He's I been kinda, out scouting matches. You know, they show him out in the crowd quite a bit. Mm-hmm. He should have a legal pad. Yeah. They, I so mean, Kaz's, I would, I Kaz's gimmick should be Meltzer. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I would expect if they're going to do a singles match between Page and Omega, that's going to be at the next pay-per-view at Full Gear in November. And so Revolution's in February. So I guess at Revolution, that's where you can do... Kenny and Mox. And then... Oh, you think they would do Page Omega before? I think... I don't know, man. They might they might split ways and keep them apart. That's entirely possible, too. Until, uh, until Double or Nothing. I could see that being the case. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what he'd do until then. Yeah. But, I mean, if he has an extended... Dude, I mean, it took this long... For all this to happen, if they if they have an equally long, you know, uh, time apart and a double or nothing, uh, which is their big thing. And plus, on mm. top of that, chances are I would imagine double or nothing would be around where, where fans are going to be. Um, I mean, maybe at Revolution, but that's not as much of a certainty. I would think that double or nothing, there's going to be fans. Um, yeah, I mean, they already have fans there. <laughs> But like a packed house in Vegas, I could see that being the case because that's not till May. Um, that would be, I mean, Hangman winning the title needs to be in front of fans. Kenny winning the title does not need to be mm-hmm. a packed house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get our main event, Dustin Rhodes versus Brody Lee. Uh, Dustin attacks Brody while uh, Justin Roberts is doing the ring introductions. And it kind of throws Brody off his game. Um, so Dustin actually put forth a much stronger fight than his brother did a few weeks back. Mm-hmm. Um, John Silver played a role in this that was actually pretty funny. Uh, Tried to distract Dustin or, or the ref. It ends up just leading to Brody Lee getting kicked in the balls. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then he gets power slammed by Dustin. However, in the end, Brody gets the win after a, uh, a couple super kicks in a discus clothesline. Um, and then... Uh, I love the look on Brody's face after he won. Mm-hmm. It's like he just knew he got away with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like he was not expecting that level of fight from Dustin. Yeah, yeah. It was great. It so was great. Th- so then Colt leads the Dark Order to come out and celebrate. And Brody gets upset with him, basically runs him off. Yeah, Uno has to escort him out. Mm-hmm. Then they all hold Dustin up, and uh, uh, Brody gives him a big old kick in the nether regions. Yeah, yeah then Stu, Stu Grayson was carrying a QT Marshall over his shoulder. <laughs> after the yeah, match yeah yeah uh then we got this huge breaking news from cody we're like oh is he gonna announce when he's coming back was he gonna drop a promo tell him Brody lee he was coming after him was he even gonna say he's gonna be in that Stephen amell wrestling show it was none of those things he's gonna be a judge on a talent show called what's well, it called go big show yes it's the go big show with uh, I like Rosario Dawson. She's terrific. Yeah, she's great. Snoop Dogg's one of the judges, too. Snoop Dogg's. I don't know who the other person is. I don't know who that is, either. Um, and then I don't know who the host is. What's his name? Bert Kreischer? His Who's face that? looked familiar. Yeah, he looked like an amalgam of... Uh... Who's that dude that's always in the J.J. Abrams movies? No, 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 TV no, no, shows. no, no. I know who you're talking about. Uh, I don't know his name. Who? Oh, God. Damn it, dude! Who who was the guy next to Mike Tanay in uh, TNA? Who was that guy? What was his name? Yeah, I know who you're talking about, but I can't think of his name. <laughs> that will know. Don West. Don yes, West. Don West. Yeah, he looked like a combination of Don West and Greg Grunberg. That's who you're thinking of. That. Thank you, yeah. who in chat, uh, Vermilion. Thank you. Thank you. Um, look at a combination. Oh, okay. So Bird is on Joe Rogan's podcast. Okay. Well, there you go. Pays to be friends with Joe Rogan. It's a big, big deal at Joe Rogan. No, not Mark Madden. <laughs> uh, yeah, season two of The Man Alive. I forgot Rosario Dawson's in season two of oh, The Man Alive. Oh, that's right. You got to finish that first uh, I season. I do, one. I do, I do. Let's answer a few questions. What do you think, yeah? That sounds good. You got about a half hour before you got your draft. Yeah. 
All right, let's see here. I'm taking a look at the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Uh, let's see here. All sorts of bonus content there. Tomorrow I'll be putting up uh, uh, the next in the series of Rawgate Mutant, the uh, Rawgate Mutant Absorption series. He's going traveling space time. It's great. Absorbing the best. Uh, dang MQ, does Miro's comment mean that Lana is likely to get pinned in a possible fatal four-way match at Clash of Champions? I don't think she's ever going to be in that match at Clash of Champions. I think it's going to be Mickey James and Asuka. Uh, and Lana pretty much all, uh, eats pins all the time, so I don't think anything's going to change for her. It's kind of her thing. This doesn't. This is not going to affect Lana at all. Uh, let's see here. James Fletcher, if AEW eventually uses Jericho to put a talent over, who should it be? Wait, say again? If AEW eventually uses Jericho to put a talent over, who should it be? Is, is this the first episode of James watched? He just did it with Orange Cassidy. It was like a three-month yeah. thing. Yeah, he did just do that with Orange Cassidy. Uh, Ashley is a peach, going back to whether Hangman had a drink or not, says Hangman actually asked Tony if his drink was out of frame with the beginning of the interview, only to just grab it once Tony asked him the hard questions. Ah, okay. All right, there you go. So it was a big deal that I missed. Um, I was just <laughs> I was distracted by that blue light. Uh, Moses supposes in kayfabe. Does Jericho never wash his clothes between his jacket and the mimosa sloshing in his shoes? It concerns me. Yeah, he. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, it's sort of in character. He's kind of sloppy. Yeah, he's a bit sloppy. Uh, Asian Murr. I think Larson was onto something. I could see MJF trying to get another title shot, but Mox gives it to Wardlow despite him at full gear. Uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. MJF is in is is in action next week with somebody. Yep. So I'm sure they'll further that story. Uh, Matthew Shipman, if you were to go on the Go Big Show, what would your talent be? I it would be singing the Big Show's theme song. There you go. It's the Big Big Show tonight. Well. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Ryan Brian Luckman, does Miro turn his back on Kip at his wedding? Or is this going to be a tag team for a while? Don't I don't necessarily know if they're going to be a tag team. I think they're going to be friends. They'll probably be. They're, they'll probably end up being buddies. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea what they have planned for this. None. Uh, Flats, I got mad with Buddy winning the belts over AOP. I'll be furious if Jericho and Hager win them over XLAX. Yeah, that 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 inner circle. They remember that time Jericho wasn't going to be around anymore. Yeah, and then like he was. That didn't last very long. Yeah, let's see here. Oh, here we go. Thomas Dunnigan. We sort of already answered this question, but if you had to choose between Archer, Page, or Omega, who would you pick to be the next AEW champion? Kenny Omega. Kenny, and then have Page get it off him. Mm-hmm. Ryan Rubik's Cube with Jericho and Hager and Wardlow MJF possibly jumping into the tag division. Could we get a number one contenders tag tournament this fall? That'd be cool. More tournaments, please. Yeah, tournaments are great. Uh, let's see here. Tommy Cat. Do you think the ratings for tonight's show dipped because of Matt Hardy? What? No, I think if anything, people want to hear what Matt Hardy has to say about what happened. I would think he's a draw. People would totally yeah. want to see that. Jorge D. Will AEW drop the ranking system eventually? It's pointless. Ranking systems just don't work in wrestling since it's predetermined. Oh, no way, man. I like the ranking system. They used it in the, uh, the tag gauntlet match. Actually, yeah. like, used Hey, the, you guys are going to... Your entrance, you know, is matters based on the rankings. I like the rankings. They Here's the thing. <clears throat> if you don't think about the rankings, then they just don't matter. But mm-hmm. then they'll bring them up in the storyline. It's like, okay, that makes sense. It's logical. This guy wins matches. Mm-hmm. Flats, is there any... Oh, it's more about Jericho and Hager and XLEX. Yeah, I mean, the the fact that Jericho and Hager are going to go after the tag titles with, you know, highly decorated and highly accomplished tag team within the ranks of the inner circle, maybe that'll create some trouble because I kind of feel like XLAX kind of need to get out of the inner circle. They need to do their own thing. Yeah, I agree. I, I totally agree. <clears throat> yeah. Hip Hop Hippo, which AEW wrestler is the best fit for the coveted Robert Stone brand? Um, it's Kip and Penelope, right? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Uh, Johan von Wolfenhausen has a long question. Do you guys think AEW 
while genuinely providing a better backstage experience for the wrestler, uh, along with throwing jabs on live TV as a tactic to accept select WWE talent with open arms and show the execs at TNT that they little by little can become the face of pro wrestling. I believe this is the baby steps to more talent affecting to AEW. I mean, I think, yeah, I think they're using like a better, a, a seemingly less toxic work environment mm-hmm. as a way to lure talent. I mean, we've seen yeah, it that happen. More creative input, mm-hmm. uh, potentially an easier schedule. Yeah. I mean, those are all pretty huge things. I mean, whether or not they're going to become synonymous with pro wrestling the way WWE is, I mean, that's... They got a long way to go to do that. Yeah. Uh, Frenzy 5-4, if Miro was planned to debut on AEW at the end of his no-compete, where was his spot before he got COVID? It's like mid-July, mid-July. Maybe this was the spot they had him in all along. Um, because you know the reports of Penelope and Kip getting engaged go back as far as April. I want to say. I don't know. So I would that's... I would be kind of surprised because this. I mean, there are definitely more impactful ways of doing oh, yeah. this. I wonder if it was they might have had something for him. I mean, I don't know what happened in July. What do we have? Like Fighter Fest and uh the other one, and uh, Fight for the Fallen. Yeah. Did they do a fight for the Fallen this year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the actual pay per view, right? And then Fighter Fest was, yeah, okay. No, Fight for the Fallen was a pay per view. It was all on TNT. Wasn't that Fighter Fest? It was two weeks of Fighter Fest, and then since Mox couldn't make the title match at Fighter at Fighter oh, Fest, oh yeah, that's they had right. Fight for the Fallen the following week. It was just the so following week. That's right. Cage, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe he would have. Yeah, I don't know. Because I know Tony Khan said they had July. they had they had uh, Cage's spot planned for like ages but that's because he was injured mm-hmm. um so yeah yeah i mean you're right maybe yeah maybe if they got engaged back in you said april i think so yeah maybe this was the original spot that's possible oh that's a good question dan daniels power rank five aew talents you'd want to see be a guest on inside the nba miro um well, people have said that Nick Jackson has like a basketball. I mean, I think oh, yeah. the Jacksons are probably basketball fans. Yeah. Um, I don't know who else is a basketball fans. Uh, let's see here. Um, uh, uh, Black Mega Man with some bits asked, sorry if you've been asked this already, but is it orange where you guys live? It's not San Francisco. San Francisco looked crazy yesterday yesterday where i was by four or five in the early evening afternoon whatever it was i'm not gonna say orange it It was was smoky out yesterday it was definitely getting orange though it was road to orange for sure yeah it's been it's been a crazy couple weeks up here in northern california seems like all up and down the west coast Mm -hmm. um with fires um, <laughs> Adrian C, this is a great question. In kayfabe, how is Dustin supposed to feel about defending the honor of his brother and family while Cody is off hosting a reality TV show and seemingly having a wonderful time doing it? Yeah, I know. I know. I know Cody's like, you know, I can't, I can't be there because uh, I'm injured. So I was going to go and ho- uh, go be a guest or a, a judge on this talent show. Zach Droll, not really a question, but a statement. I was hoping for Matt Seidel to be the best man, being that Kip and him did team on the indies. Interesting. Oh, all right. I didn't know right. that. That's cool. Yeah, that would have made some sense then. Uh, Kemp and X, uh, considering a bunch of WB guys are going to AEW, who do you guys think will be the first AEW guy to jump to WB? It's bound to happen eventually. Oh, I'm sure it will. Um, my answer for that has always been Scorpio Sky. And I'll stick with that. Although it might be, it might be. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. XLEX. Santana and Ortiz. It might be one of their one of their uh, performance center guys. It could be a, a guy on Dark who... Griff Garrison. Yeah, it could be Griff. They'll think that, they'll think that they've got a... They'll think that they got Jungle Boy. Yeah. 
Tina, uh, Mox versus Kenny at full gear, the anniversary of a lights out match, then Kenny versus Hangman, double or nothing for the belt, yay or nay. So full gear is the next show. So if they want to hot shot Omega to the title picture, sure, because I like the symmetry of that bit of storytelling. Um, I feel like Kenny has to have the belt a bit longer. So if it's going to be Kenny versus Hangman for the title, do it at all out next year. It'll be a year after they lost their titles, a year after they as a team fell apart. It's Again, a long time symmetry. to keep. That's a long time to keep Hangman. I don't disagree with that. I, I, I like the idea. It's just that's a long time to oh, keep Hangman out of be, the title yeah, scene. No, I know it isn't. You know, unless you'd heard. Hey, wrap Sorry, him ahead. up in the Dark Order, and have him have him take that TNT title off Brody Lee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then he could do a Hogan uh, versus Warrior thing. And here's another thing that if that's the case, and if when Page beats Omega, he's the first Triple Crown winner in AEW. There you go. There you go. Uh, Colin Branch with Eddie Kingston referencing pot pack pot pack. Would you like to see a feud between the two of them? I'm pretty sure that's what the point was. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's gotta happen. Uh, Nats. Is it odd that all the AEW champs are WWE guys coincidence or are they showing how good the guys they released are? Um, I mean like Jericho and Mox, you know, the argument could be made. They're the two most well-known names that are in the company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to draw mainstream eyeballs, put the belt on them. They think they probably are thinking there's a good story to be told now with Brody Lee. Cody apparently wanted to go off and be a, a judge on a game show, mm-hmm. talent show. So he needed to drop the belt. Dark Order's doing good stuff. Why not? Uh, let's see here. Uh... So Eddie Brock's Venom has a bit of a longer question, but he basically says, um, do you think that there's a double standard? I think the answer to this is, yeah, wrestling fans are kind of crazy. But he's basically saying, uh, uh, with what happened with Matt Hardy, with Mm -hmm. AEW having real fans in the stadium, Mm-hmm. Uh, and WWE doing Thunderdome and stopping the match with Ivar, doing the early finish with Ivar. How do you feel? Is it just a lot of people just want to crap on WWE and they ignore AEW when they do that kind of stuff? What's your What's your thoughts on that? Do you think that like people give AEW? We've been accused of that in our comments sometimes. Yeah, that oh you guys don't you guys dump all over WWE for you know their COVID stuff and not AEW enough. Um, I think I, we've explained it this way before. WWE has a pattern of behavior that eliminates the benefit of the doubt for them. Um, I mean, you can do, there's a million examples of this out there Mm -hmm. Um, with AEW because of things that Tony Khan has said, because they are new um, you tend to get, I tend to give them a bit more of the benefit of the doubt, but I agree that they should be, when they do, and and we on our review of uh, uh, All Out, we gave him a lot of shit for keeping that match going because it was plainly clear that Matt Hardy was messed up. Yeah, you should you should have stopped. They should have stopped the match. Yeah, so I do. I think that I think that you know, yeah, in wrestling there's 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 a lot of tribalism as in as there is in all aspects these days, and social media sort of. Uh, uh, sort of perpetuates that a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. I mean, there are AEW stands, there are NXT stands, there are WWE stands. That's a real thing. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, you're 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 100% right there. Uh, we, we try to we try to we try to call it down the middle as much as possible, you know. All we can do, man, all we right. can do is call it the way we see it. We don't yep. claim to be experts. Nope. We just say what we see, and uh, we're not always right. We're not always wrong. It is what it is. Anyways, uh, Steve Klein, will you guys miss the AEW wrestlers in the crowd once the live crowds come back? Nope. I'll be happy to see faces in the crowd, and they can cough on each other all they want and not worry about dying. Uh, here's a good question. We can end on this one. Gareth asked, AEW debuts this official serial. What's the flavor, shapes, name, and who gets to star on the front of the box? Oh, wow. 
Alitos. Alitos? It sounds like the Supreme Court justice. Oh, yeah, you don't want that. <laughs> Alitos. See, that's really what you come here to going in raw for, is not right or wrong. It's to crack jokes about Supreme Court justices. If you're coming here for expert commentary, you've come to the wrong place. There's also a yes. while you think about what the shapes are going to. Well, obviously, uh, some of the shapes are going to be the the young bucks. Doing yeah, you got to have thing. the young bucks pose. Yeah, you have a cowboy boot. Yeah, um, that's good. A a, a, a little uh, a champagne glass, some bubbly. For bubbly. Um, let's see here. Uh, really quick, there's some Discord questions. All right. Uh, and Shive, does Chris Jericho always go places without a shirt on? I imagine so. He's a rock star. Yeah, rock stars do that sort of thing. Uh, Dr. Steve Winters, who would you want to hold the AEW Trio's title first? I think that should be the best friends. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all yeah. we got for the Discord. All right. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Twitch, stick around for a little bit. We'll answer some more of your questions. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Enjoy tons of bonus videos, including patron-only live shows, gameplay, and vintage 10 for the wins, access to podcast question threads, the friendo care package, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.